0: Welcome to the Humans of Real Estate, your weekly podcast chatting with real estate industry professionals. We bring you top performing individuals to showcase their knowledge and expertise in the business, to help others learn and grow. Here's your hosts, Kobe Clark-Jacobs and Emily Wallace. Today, we welcome the co-directors of Hodges Caulfield brothers, Golan and Oren Flan. They have both grown up in the Caulfield area, bringing extensive local knowledge to their clients. As always, they are genuine and passionate about everything from real estate to family. Oren's listening skills and attitude towards his clients creates an ideal balance of expertise and authentic experience, while Skolan's unwavering attention to detail and work their kick ensures he delivers the best outcome for all his clients. This is the first time we have had brothers, let alone family members on the podcast. Welcome, guys. Thank you for having Thank us. Thank you.
1: Thanks for having us. This is new to us as well. So- we're excited.
0: Now, we would love, we've just been chatting off air and there's I can tell you're both full of stories, given that you work alongside each other and also you've got your sister and your father in the business. How did this all come about?
2: And you can take this one because you
1: were here before me. Just, Uh,
2: just, by the way, just. Well, only because I know we don't have a lot of time um, in a nutshell. We started uh, our business 15, 16 years ago uh, and uh, it was my father and I and uh, at that time Golan was uh, selling cars and uh working at Mazda and uh, 3 or 4 years later he joined uh he joined the business. Uh it was a very small business on Glen Huntley Road in Elstonwick. Uh we had a shop front and um and uh, from there we just uh we grew uh into uh the the company that we are today with uh, 22 23 employees and a uh quite a, a large uh rent roll and and uh, just a great team of people. So
0: And so, Golan, you were selling cars before you jumped in.
2: I was. I Uh, still don't know how to
1: change a tyre or where the oil goes. I've got no idea. I think I sold over 400 cars and I still don't know anything mechanically about them. Uh, But I just fell into that because I didn't know what to do. After uh, dropping out of uh, university, I was doing accounting. I think everyone was doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was quite... um, I found it very boring and I wanted to learn, you know, on the job and dad um, who used to sell cars as well a long time ago said, I want you to sell cars. Rocked up uh, with a suit that doesn't fit me and white socks because I didn't have normal socks and I walked Nothing's up- Nothing's changed, the- still wearing suits that did not fit him. <laughs> it's <That's laughs> not true. <laughs> um,
2: walked it's up- graduated a- to black socks now, congratulations. W- walked
1: up in the PN Highway and just, uh, and found a job and I was selling Mazdas for I think three, three and a half years and I sold over 400 cars and, but- you know, I um, don't have a passion for cars. I mean, I drive a car, but I don't have a passion for cars. And dad said to me, I- oh, This so the
2: guy that just bought a Porsche. What was I saying? Carry on. You sold, four, you I sold 400 cars. Anyway, You're great. and okay. uh,
1: dad said, uh, and I said to dad, oh, this is, you know, not challenging. And you know I don't like being stuck under the one roof. And he goes, oh, it's time for you to join us. So I joined. And I think that was maybe three years into the business starting. I was on Glen Hutley Road. And we were a different brand back then. We were LJ Hooker. And that's how it all came about. I wasn't known as Golan when I was selling cars. I was known as Michael, my middle name. My manager said, oh, you can't use that first name. No one will be able to pronounce it. So I was known as, uh, as Michael when I was selling cars. And then I ditched that when I obviously
2: got into real estate and used my first name.
0: I love that. How do you guys find working with each other?
2: It's great. Um, there's there's no other uh, way. I'd rather have it. Um, we are we are different, and I'm sure that uh, through the questions that you'll ask, uh, that'll come out. Um, but uh, if you have the opportunity to work with family, you you take it up because in the end, the foundation and uh, and security of your business uh, is 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 Working with the people that you trust the most. And eventually, you know, you do have uh, employees that you do trust implicitly, but ultimately, family members first. You know that they're going to have your back um, and uh, be there rain, hail, or shine. And you're going to uh, enjoy the successes together and work through any failures together and, and just to, to get through to that next stage and to, to build and to, and to be greater and prosper together. So, you know, if he succeeds, I succeed and vice versa. And along, um, and it's important just to clarify that our sister, um, who, who did eventually join us, and we'll get to that later, she is uh, the, the third, uh, the partner in this business. Um, there are three owners of this business and she's one of them. Um, and uh, we'll talk about how, the amazing job that she's doing as well uh, a bit later on. So
1: Anyway, it creates amazing balance between all of us because we're all very different. So Oren's probably calmer than me. I'm very rash. It's called normal, A <laughs> that's sort of in between in a good way. So it just creates it creates a lot of balance, which is good. So you ne- I think you need that for a successful business.
0: I was about to ask, can you to describe each other? But probably one more than that. Golan, what would you say is Oren's biggest skill set? What does, What's the biggest skill that he brings? Empathy. Mm, good one. Very
1: empathetic, and he's good at listening to people, hearing them out. I'm sort of gun ho, which I need to work on. Mm. But he's he's good at that. He's good at listening, good at understanding people's issues. Um, he's a real people's person. He's he's probably um he's definitely more of a people's person than me. Mm I don't know what the perception is on the outside versus inside, but everyone knows it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So
2: (laughs) everyone knows it. So definitely definitely that one. Yeah, I, I think anyway.
0: Yeah. And what about vice versa?
2: Um, So Golan's very nuts and bolts of the business. He's wheeling and dealing in the background. He doesn't need or doesn't have any desire to, um, you know, put his face out there and take any – he doesn't need glory. Not that I'm saying that I need the glory, but being an auctioneer, people associate that with, you know, uh, being the face or one of the the main faces of the company. As the the main auctioneer of the business, I'm the one that you – whose voice you hear, who gets a lot of credit for some campaigns that I've had absolutely no – part of I, I come and do the job on the day but you know in a lot of the in a lot of the cases with my brother's campaigns he's done the work for that campaign to get the buyers there on the day i just you know just finish finish off the job and i get a lot of accolades for that uh, even though my brother's done 98 percent of the work so um he's very nuts and bolts and very focused um in the work that, that, you know, that he has. And, and a large part of that is that, you know, at the moment that's his, his sole objective and sole focus is building the business uh, listing properties, selling properties, creating relationships. He's on the phone all day long. Um, you know, makes you know he's always available to do and uh, and, and make an appointment where I'm working around. You know, uh, uh, kids' birthday parties and parent-teacher interviews and and uh, you know picking up the kids on the one Tuesday a month that my wife might have a uh, after-school meeting. So I've, I've got to juggle a different set of balls to to my brother, uh, but uh, it's. Uh, the you know the fact that, you know, that he has um, this time just allows him to to further strengthen his his you know the things that he's amazing at. So
1: hmm.
0: now, Dad's also in the business, and we we're speaking before that. You know, Dad's got an office um, that sort of neighbours both of you by the sounds
1: of it. Well, neighbours me, neighbours you. Okay, yeah, yeah. So fun stories. Yes, <laughs> I'd,
2: li- I'd like to say that um, unfortunately, a lot of people. Uh, in a situation where they inherit a business from their parents and they just they're thrust into it and they work in it um, we have been working in the business uh, with dad for for 16 17 years um, that until three and a half years ago he owned we own it now and he doesn't and uh, it's a situation where he uh, is here every day you know he's working he's in and out. I don't know if you classify drinking beers and wines and stuff like that with clients all day long in your office was working but um, he uh, he's here as a spiritual, a spiritual advisor he's helping uh, uh, you know solve issues and complex situations and uh, we're very lucky that we have him here um, uh, you know in, in a, the in a scenario where we own the business and he's still here helping us um, as you know as opposed to the the other scenario which is would be which would be terrible so um, as much as we uh, come uh, you you know, we complain sometimes and, and take the mickey out of him for his, uh, for his uh, old man habits. Um, uh, we're very, very lucky to have him here it's, with us. Yeah, very true. I concur with that. He's very eccentric.
1: He's a big personality. So we have a lot of stories. A lot of them we can't we're share. We're going to teach him what
2: podcasts are after this. You <laughs> yeah, have to, He's yeah. going to have to listen. Yeah, he doesn't know what it is. I think he calls Facebook the
1: Facebook. He doesn't know what a news feed is. Thank um, God. He, I
2: think that's the best for all of us. Yeah, We don't need so, dad TikToking at 71.
1: No, no definitely not. But he still listen. He still does deals. He he gets listings. He's got a lot of people, um, you know, who just go to him in terms of that they trust him completely. But he is the fixer, so he spends time on the stuff that um, you know, that we don't have time to spend on whether it's you know VCAT hearings that are quite complicated to put the case together, um, any legal stuff, but. I don't know what else.
2: Though the, he just, just he takes care of stuff. things that his experience and wisdom yeah. is something that you know that just he he can do easily. And we're yeah. again we're very lucky to to have that. And and his business um,
1: acumen is is through the roof. So in terms of you know what risks to take. Business wise and financially, he's our sounding
2: board. He's the old school. He was the, you know, you put the buyers in the cars and you take them to properties and, and, you know, like all this. And he'd be turning around. He doesn't know. I don't know if he knows what we're doing now, but he'd turn around and say, you know, these podcasts, modcasts, uh, you know, magazines, magazines, just list and sell, list and sell. The rest is just crap. Just will say and podcasts. Sell. When can I watch it? That's what he. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, How can uh, I watch it? very, very old school. He's not the old school, the only old school fellow around, but, um, yeah. You know, that's uh, that's just what he's like.
0: That's so good that he's still around. Can you tell the listeners as well about your sister and what she's doing with the business?
2: Our sister is my twin sister. Oh. So this is Oren speaking because she's older. Than she's sixteen, 16 minutes, minutes. She's sixteen minu- <laughs> minutes older so than I remind him. <laughs> um, to this day, we don't know what on earth that uh, the doctor was doing for 16 minutes. Well, I was, was, I was baking. In fact, just a random tidbit of information our mother did not know that I was there. Yes, 1980, the uh, technology was a bit different. My mum went into labor, and my sister came out, and the doctor said, Hey, you got another one? And she told him where to go. In, and I think she used some very colorful language, and out I came. So, uh, our sister is a mother of three. She is the uh, head of the property management department. She is as a lawyer, when becoming director of this company, uh, which was the vision that dad had for the three of us, uh, she has absolutely taken her challenge by the scruff and killed it um, to be able to juggle three kids uh, a business with, you know, 10 property managers, multiple admin and, and things like that is just, I actually don't know how the hell she does it. Um, I don't question it. I'll just let her do it. Um, and, uh, you know, the, I have a very special bond with my sister. Uh, we understand each other because we are we have families and kids. Um, and uh, What he's saying is that I don't understand. That's what he was saying. <laughs> well, Golan actually, people don't know this, Golan actually babysits for my sister quite a bit. So it's I think maybe because she's a tired ass and doesn't want to pay babysitter, no, but I no, um, like to help out. You, you go there and you help. You're, you're there quite a bit. And he doesn't doesn't babysit my kids. You live too far away. I have I to know, pay, have to like, pay a rack rate. They're
1: not old, they're not old enough. They have to be at an age where I don't have to do anything.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> my mum, my 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 sister, sorry, came home once and um, her daughter was um, asleep on what do you call it, like a cushion um, with a nappy on, and she fell asleep standing up, and she did a. Number two, standing up. And I just left her there asleep until she got home. <laughs> that <laughs> is
0: not a good com- she, was,
1: she was comfortable. I said, hey, she walked in. She goes, what's going on? I said, hey, I didn't want to move. I didn't want to move her. She was comfortable standing up, uh, sort of like crouching down, but, you know, sleeping. Anyway, but my sister does an amazing job. We have quite a large rental department uh, with a lot of properties and there's a lot of moving parts. So it's very stressful, fast paced. Um, but she does an amazing job.
0: Now, obviously having a large component of family in the business, um, but you've got a large team, right? You mentioned there, are 10 property managers, you've got admin staff, you've got sales staff. Mm. What's the process like of someone, you know, hiring? Because obviously, you know, with growth comes more people. um, Mm. And sometimes people will say, "Oh, with more people, there's more problems. How do you avoid more problems with more people in the way that you recruit? Um, staff at the business across the board.
1: Sure. So sales, um, I would normally um, interview the sales staff. Um, rental department, uh, I'd leave it to Oren and Alat to interview. Sometimes I'll ask me to sit in. Sometimes I'll ask them to sit in. Um, so if they're not sure, if I'm not sure, we'll do like a second interview. Um, but we, we we try to stay, in a, you know, out of each other's lanes um, and just trust. That the other one's making good decisions. We know what we're looking for, and we know what
2: criteria we're trying to meet. Um, so that's normally what we do. Obviously, being from the beginning, uh, everyone that is here today is someone that I've that I've hired at some point in time, and I've learnt uh, what to look for and how to do it. Again, from my dad, and just from from gut feeling, and. Um, we We hire a lot on gut feeling because you get to give people an opportunity and you got um, the best people are the people that you breed from the beginning uh, they develop in uh, skill sets uh, and um, and and work habits the way you want them to. And they don't come with bad habits, Um, you know, like any other, like any business we've had, you know, we've had turnover of staff, but um, our turnover of staff in the years hasn't been that high. We've got people who have been here for over 10 years, uh, nine years, eight years, uh, and uh, it's a testament to the culture that we have here and the environment that we have. Um, if everybody, you know, if everybody's doing the right thing, then it's, you know, then there's nothing to worry about. It's a great place to work. Um, but uh, you know, our hiring, uh, in, in terms of hiring where sometimes we don't even have second interviews, you just know off the bat whether they're good and whether they're going to fit. Um, we include some of our senior staff on the interview. So they, you know, we want their, we want their opinions. Um, you know, like they, you, you, I don't. I don't want to employ someone because I like them and the rest of the team don't. Mm. I want to make sure that they like that they like them. Uh, so we're very, very picky with the people that we have here because they need to fit. They need to perform not only the role of the work role, but they the human role. Uh, uh, you know, if you're not a person that likes to help people, then you're not going to work well very. Yeah, you we know, cover
1: you know? a lot for each other. Yeah, everyone, Downs- everyone, especially downstairs, we cover for each other. There's no, no bitching, no backstabbing, no politics. We don't, we don't stand for any of
2: that. For people who aren't familiar with how businesses work, you know, like on any given day, you can have one person sick, three people sick, and and uh, this is happening, that's happening, and and suddenly you've got a day where. The, all these people are missing, and the bins have to go out. Who's going to take out the bins? You know, my brother will go out and take the bins, or I'll go out and take the like, Nothing's beneath anybody in this business, no matter what your rank is. There is ov- there's an obvious rank, obviously, like in any business. But, you know, if there's a rental open that needs to be done, then whoever's free will just go do it. Uh, you know, but, but now, you know, we've got multiple leasing agents, multiple everything. Um, and sometimes you do find yourself in a situation where, you know, the balls are up all at the same time on the same day. And a good business is one that has people that cover for each other and help each other, mm. and just put their hand up and say, "Yep, I'm happy to do this, or I can do that." <laughs> so the answer to your question is, <laughs> we stay we we stay we stay out of each other's lanes,
1: um, but we do lean on each other for advice. So Oren, for example, is interviewing someone today. He sent me, you know, their CV. I'll look over it. He'll come back to me and my sister after the, he um, he's interviewed them. And he'll say, this is what I think. I'm going to do that. Are you okay with it? And I'm like, yeah, no worries. Just do it. Trust you.
2: No problem. It's always good to make a decision. No, you got the support of your coach. You know, like you know, like I, with Golan and sales, I don't care who he hires. I trust Golan and his judgment, you know. So, uh, you know, and, and he, but we'll always come to each other for a for second and third opinions and, um, you know, like why would I hire someone that I think is bad for the business? So then, yeah, you know. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> it's, there's That's like the answer. Any <laughs> That's the <your> answer. <laughs>
0: how would you describe the sweet spot for the business? Obviously having such a large rent role and you've also, you know, do a fair number of sales mm. um, and you cover a fair bit of ground as well. Like I know yeah. from Golan gives me a lot of off market. So I know where they all, you know, come from and they're in multiple different suburbs. So where? how would you describe the sweet spot for the business where it's actually turned? Like are you in a sweet spot at the moment? Is it, you know, how well, do you Well, for
1: us that? I think um, – I don't know if this answers your question directly, but we're relationship-based. So with our property management, although a lot of it's within the southeastern suburbs, we sometimes get asked to go a little bit further out because of relationships. So same with sales, right? Uh, Especially in today's world with the internet technology, it's a lot easier to rent properties out and sell them if they're further out. But um, in terms of our sweet spot, I don't know, I'm not quite sure what you're asking in terms of what's what the sweet spot is but um
2: I think, God, I want you to clarify your question.
1: <laughs> what do you mean by sweet spot? <laughs> no, like, as in, because we. Yeah, go on, Alexia, like, you clarify. You know,
0: when you, like, if you put it into personal terms, when you're, you know, you're operating a certain level, you feel good, your energy is good, and it's, there's consistency, and it's yeah. sort of a sweet spot. I what think does that look like? There's so in much,
1: the I think there's so much going on every day, and mm. there's so many things thrown at us that it's hard for us to sit, to, to, to take a moment and go, there's a the sweet spot, because there's mm. always another challenge around the corner. Um, but I guess if I had to define the sweet spot is, you know, I think last month we we rented out, I think over 40 properties, about 45, 49, pro- 49 properties, which is- From pretty, a rental
2: point of view. So yeah, in today's
1: yeah. rental market. So I think when we had that, you know, our directors meeting and uh, just the other day, you know, we sort of acknowledged that, you know, that's probably the strongest month we've had since COVID hit, I mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're in a really good um, cycle with sales, like where we've got a lot in our books. We've done- a lot on market and a lot of off market as well which is we leverage the off markets for on market so so i guess now we're in a sweet spot yeah. so <laughs> yeah. I, I've, I've got this
2: new word that i used to hate my oh. brother used to take me i always me. Just use it now he hates it now holistically, use it all time. we're holistically we're, we're in a very good place and and <laughs> Compared to the previous people that you've interviewed on this podcast, uh, Golan and I don't only focus on sales, but we we are heavily involved in the rental side of the business okay. and we run the business. So, um, so Golan mentioning 49 properties, you know, like, Golan well, didn't rent out a single one of them, but he referred a ton of them as do I as well, and and um, just to see the how proud the the guys are downstairs when they you know when they put those lease stickers up, like we have a, a process for these things, and and um, you know uh, to be able to lease out forty nine properties. Is is a is a great effort for our team, and um, you know, in this, at, market, at in this time, market, at the time, at the time, to be honest, at the time, while our leasing agents did lease out forty nine properties, Golan smashed it, selling multiple properties on and off market, and. Uh, uh, even though my brother likes to uh, put his uh, rate, my agents and and uh, and w- we still need to teach him how to do some Insta stories properly. Um, but uh, I don't, like, he, I don't let perfection get in the way of progress. That's why. True. There you go. That's fair okay. Statement. That's a fair statement. That's okay. Um, but uh, Golan's also had a killer, killer few weeks. Or is that – the killer year but um you know uh, you know it, we've got to focus on on every aspect um and, you know our sweet spot is just seeing the how happy our clients are the landlords uh, and our and our vendors um our sweet spot is being able to organize landlord information nights for all these new rental laws that have come mm-hmm. in yeah, and which, just the outside my father my sister did Two nights? Yeah, we well, do two nights. Just, night? just the, the turnout that we had and just people know that we care. And um, that to me, the sweet spot is, is just having good people and uh, great feedback, uh, you know, um, from from everybody that we deal with. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a good question. It's hard to um, to think about or
1: enjoy the sweet spot because you're, you're getting so many things thrown at you and we're also looking at growth. So we're looking at multiple opportunities. Um, so... Just between chasing new business, closing business, managing staff, you know, dealing with things being thrown at you and looking at opportunities for growth, it's just so hard to sit down and go, take that moment and go, oh, we're in the sweet spot because you're always looking for that next thing. You know, well, so. it's a good
2: sweet spot to be at. Considering mm. you know, like any day now, we could be popping up at a suburb near you. Like where we're, we've we're, we're, got let the cat out of the No, nah, right? we're, we're we're working on a few things, and and this comes with uh, with growth. And and to to say you you mentioned that Golan works you know, we he gives you stuff off market all over town. It, essentially, it is relationship based. I, I sold a property in Bendigo. You know where Bendigo is gone? No. Fortunately, I sold it to the tenant, so I never had to go there, but <laughs> that,
1: that worked out really nicely you know for me. That's my brother. He's, he, he, he's, he's the type of person that would fall into a pot of gold, right? He listed a property once. The vendor said oh, it was probably worth like 1.2, 1.3. They said, oh, we're not, sell- we're not selling. with We changed our mind. We're not selling that. It's like a 24 hours later, but we've got another property for you to sell. It worked out to be like a $3 million property.
2: <laughs> That's his luck. That's my brother's luck. Hey. Literally. Listen, listen we make our own luck, okay? <laughs> We make our own luck.
0: Do you have any advice for our listeners um, who may be entering real estate?
2: Either don't do it.
1: (laughs) No, no, no. If you're not long-term, don't do it. Patience, persistence, keep on going. And a lot of the time you'll get a listing because you're there. A lot of listings I got is because I answered the call or called them back straight away. You'd be surprised. You just have to be there. And if you have to be there for long enough – I don't know if you've seen that photo of the guy, two guys digging a tunnel and one's really close to the diamonds but he gives up and he doesn't know how close he is. He's got to keep on going and you've got to keep on learning. So you just, it's persistence but you have to be focused on improving on different elements within real estate, not just relationship-based but um, communication, qualifying, um, product knowledge, process knowledge um, and just be really flexible and agile. But the best advice is resilience. Don't take it personally if you don't get a listing. I, I I win and lose every day, and some days I'll lose more than I win, or vice versa, for different reasons. So get over thick skin a little bit. Just keep in this. Uh, just in this keep game. going. If you're not long term, then it will. It just won't work out. So
2: persistence, and anyone can do it if you commit yourself to those things that I said. It's the best industry to work in because um, you get to meet the most amazing people um, and it could be buyers, sellers, buyers advocates, uh, you know, uh, people who... uh, Put on podcasts and um, and uh, just all walks of life. And uh, for every nine amazing people that you meet, you'll meet one real piece of work. Um, And that piece of work is what's going to has to help you develop have a thick skin um, in this uh, in this industry because you're going to get knocked about. And what I've learned is for anybody who's entering this industry today and tomorrow, if you have the right processes from day one, you'll be fine. If you're, if you're like me and you've got your processes uh, here and there and, and you, you, know, you didn't do them correctly right at the beginning, it's really hard to change some of them um, and, to, and, and to do it correctly. So you've got to work extra hard to try and, and, and follow those processes. So uh, do it right from the beginning, align yourself with the right people um, you know, like it's a it's it's a fun fun uh, industry to work in, and uh, if you do things right and things- very satisfying.
1: If you once you, you know, once you get there, and so once you get there, you're always still trying to get somewhere. But you've got to have realistic objectives and goals, and celebrate those wins in your own way. So even when you're starting off, little things like getting an appraisal, little things like closing a deal I when I started just wanted to stand on any property so I could learn the process so I could be exposed to every scenario um, and even now it's new scenarios because it's different people different property different times hmm. so just be exposed and don't do what everyone does like you've got to have you've got to have a point of difference so when I go into pitch I don't pitch the same some people may not like the way I pitch but some people may like it but you know, if someone's calling four different agents, they're all gonna pitch the same. I pitch differently. Um, that's another story. But persistence and focus on improvement. That's it.
0: And also, you know, the name like it's a name based industry too. People, yes, you guys are Hodges Corfield, but it's also people who are buying the name of who you are and the person that you are when you walk into a listing or you, you know, walk into an appraisal. So yeah, sound advice. I feel like there's heaps more that we could discuss, but um, it's honestly been a pleasure to speak with you and learn more about the business, more about you as individuals and and as part of the business. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today and um, we wish you all the best for the rest of 2021.
2: Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us.